chapter 2 tonight, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 9, uh, we have been looking at this thought of uh, turning the world upside down, or is the world turning you upside down? Which is it? We looked last week and the first week we looked that we're going to turn the world upside down. We've got to have God's power. In Acts 17, 6, And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren from the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. And he read Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And the truth of the matter is, We've got to have his power. Uh, if God, any work God does, which pastoring here or sending Bibles, God's work will not return void. And it's the power of God. It's the power of God in his word. Uh, one of the great things that about tracts and, and Bibles, these countries can throw out all the missionaries, but they can't get rid of all the Bibles. It'd be the last missionary left in these countries. Then we looked and said last week we got to have God's process. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Tonight we want to close this little series up, turning the world upside down. Or is the world turning us upside down? If we turn the world upside down, it's going to take God's people. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. David Lane, how about you praying? Amen. God's all about change. When he came into the world, he changed. When God saves us, he changes us. As a matter of fact, if there's never been a change, there's probably never been a work of salvation. Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. And no matter who you are, God wants to use you to change the world. And so tonight, and, and there's so many references, God says God's people are salt. Matthew 5, 13, you are salt of the earth, but the salt have lost his savor. Wherewith shall it be salted? God's people are shining light. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hillside cannot be hid. God's people are soldiers. 2 Timothy 2, 3, thou Therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And God's people are soul winners. Proverbs 11, 30, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that with souls is wise. Proverbs 11, 30, The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and again, the soul, he that winneth souls is wise. You want to be wise? Become a soul winner. So let me give you three things if we're going to change the world, if we turn the world upside down as God's people. 
First of all, there's the process of consecration. In Acts 4.13, and I love this verse, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. One of the things in Acts 17 do, and Paul, as his better was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scripture. The word consecration simply means be set apart, separated. I believe one of the things we have lost is the, the great art of being separated. If we are going to turn the world upside down, there has to be a, a set apart, a consecration. The reality is you can't live like the world if you win the world. Truth of the matter is the world's looking for something different. The world is looking for you and I that claim the name of Jesus Christ as our Savior to be different than what they are. Matter of fact, if it's not changed you, it probably won't change anyone else. How many realize when God saved you, He changed you? What a blessing that was. Amen. We have the four key words here in Acts 17. Paul reasoned, which means you had dialogue with them. Paul explained, opening, opening uh, the scriptures. Uh, Paul proved a legend. That word a legend means to lay down alongside to prove by reasoning. And then Paul, Paul announced he preached. Praise God, he preached the word of God. So first of all, there has to be the power of consecration. There has to be a difference. If we want to turn the world upside down, then we have to look, be different. And, and I'm not talking about wearing a big old Jesus button and saying I'm saved. Truth of the matter is, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, everybody will know it. There'll be something different. There'll be something different about you. I, I'm just amazed at how God watched down through the years as God has saved someone. And just you just watch God turn their life and change them and just turn them completely around. That's the power of God. And that turns the world upside down. As a little boy, my daddy got saved when I was seven. And uh, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I got saved later, one of the biggest reasons was our home changed. Our lives changed. Daddy got saved and our home changed. Hallelujah. And, and that was, as, as, even as a little boy, I can still remember how things in our home, the atmosphere in our home changed because daddy got saved. Not only a process of consecration, but let me just say this, there's a power of conviction. If you're not convinced, you won't change anybody. Titus 1.9, holding fast the faithful words as he had been taught they may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. There must be a spiritual conviction, faithful words, sound doctrine. We need to understand something. 
If you are going to change the world, God is constantly working on you and working on me. How many here tonight, you, you would stand up and say, Well, hallelujah, I'm alive. Well, I couldn't. But I can't find myself alongside the Apostle Paul. I'm not apprehended yet. I'm not arrived yet. God's still working on me. And the truth of the matter is, that scriptural conviction where God is continually molding us and growing us. Uh, for me, you know, some of us still got some rough edges God to smoothing down. Well, sometimes God, it is amazing. You get saved by the grace of God. And God begins to grow you. And you used to be able to do some things. Now something, God begins to touch your heart. And you say, man, I, I just don't think I need to be doing that anymore. And that's, that's God convicting us and growing us and molding us and making us someone that can turn the world upside down. So the scriptural conviction, the strong conviction, holding fast the faithful word as it has been taught. One thing about this book, and one of the things about the Bible's are sending, this book will convict. I love what a preacher uh, told us in a, in a preacher's meeting not long ago. He said, gentlemen, start using Scripture in your answers. Someone asks you something to say, but thus saith the Word of God. The Word of God. The Lord used the Word of God because it's strong conviction. It is superior convictions, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. We was visiting for the bus ride yesterday and this uh, uh, man wanted to argue. He wanted to, it was very evident he was, he was wanting to get into a good argument. And um, uh, basically he said, I, I just don't go to church. I never, I never go to church. And went on, why well, didn't go to church and all this stuff? And I said, well, sir, I tell you what, dude. If you ever have a change of mind, come and visit with us. Uh, you might find it a little different. Just come and visit with us. Anyway, a long discussion. By the time we was done with the visit, he uh, man said, I'll never come, I'll never go to church. said, well, I, I might just come and visit you. We have to learn. If we're going to change the world, we're going to turn the world upside down. We've got to be able, with the Word of God, help those to understand why they need to be different. Why change needs to take place. And then last of all, prompting of compassion. And, and truly this is the one that I, I really want to get to. Duty alone will not be enough for the prompting Something's been stolen away from us. In the last two years of isolation, um, fear, all that, that it entails, has done something. It has made us afraid to be, to care. Someone has said, nobody cares what you have to say. 
till they know how much you care. The reality is, if we're going to turn the world upside down, duty alone will not be enough. You and I need to feel something for the people we're trying to change. I love what you said, Brother Worth. One statement meant the world to me. You said this makes it worth it all to the little girls in the Bible. He feels that. And we've got to get back to that. We've got to get back to realizing that every man and woman, boy and girl, that we come in contact with going to heaven or going to hell. And that has to be, uh, you, you quoted, he quoted so many scriptures I had in my message, and I'm thinking, Lord, you're just putting this thing together. Jude 1, 22 says, Son, I have a compassion. Making a difference. We're not going to have, we're not going to make a difference. You know, you need to do this. You need to, we're not, we're not. People are being so so isolated, so in many cases, so hurt. We, we need to, to, to we're going to turn the world upside down. And, and God's had to teach me this. I, I'm going to be very transparent with you tonight. Lord's, Lord's taught me this. Uh, I, I, we were blessed. We were blessed in our church. For the most part, we, we didn't have deaths. We didn't have people dying. We, we didn't bury no one from the COVID. But I have to keep in mind of something. Some people did. Some people did. And that, that those that had someone close to them that died of COVID, COVID means a lot more to them than it does to me because I didn't kick out. That's what I was saying. But they had somebody close. I, I was thinking about Brother Gene Keller's uh, uh, wife. During COVID, she lost some family that was very close to her. Matter of fact, she lost two of them. She lost two of them. And so COVID, so I, I, God really helped me to, to not be so judgmental and stop and to say, you know, praise God, it didn't affect me, but 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 not but I'm not everybody. And I gotta try and we gotta show compassion and and say to them, well you know, I, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm so sorry that happened. But Brother Joy was telling me about some some close, close friends. And and I was telling him, I said, I'm so sorry that that's happened. But, but the truth is, and we need to be sorry that that's happened because it's compassion. The Lord turned the world upside down and He looked out across that congregation and He had compassion because they were sheep without a shepherd. So the reality tonight, we turned the world upside down. We've got to be... By, and by and Jude 1.16... We have a world full of these. These are murmurers, complainers, walking about their own lust, their mouth speaking great swelling words, having men's personal admiration because of advantage. Jude also went saying, Jude one twenty two, some have a compassion, making a difference. Jesus become a great example. We're going to turn the world upside down.
Matthew 9, 36, and when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. So tonight, uh, just, just, the last, just the last thought on this series, we're going to turn the world upside down. The world is looking and saying, you are making claims, we just expect you to live it. You're telling us you're saved, then act like it. You, if, you're going to, if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk, that's what he's saying. The world, the world is saying, if you're really saved, then when you get around them, there will be some conviction. There will be something about you that convicts their life. You, not, not intentionally. Not intentionally. But there will be something so real about us. So real about us. I'm going to share something. I, I don't think you'll get upset. What called me? I've been talking about it four or five times. And I was just now starting to get the missionaries back in to speaking. And one of the reasons why I got it was I was in my office one day and he called me and called And I said, How many of these men are doing? I mean, who did it? I guess we have to have it. Some of voice just said, Biggest man's real. We need to be real. A world is looking. They've seen all the things, they've seen all the hypocrisy. They see, and, and, and by the way, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about that. And I'm talking about we need to be real. You have to make a certain view to be real. They don't, they don't need you to be hip, hip, hypocritical. They don't need that. They, they got enough that in their own friends. They don't need that from you. And then we need to have compassion. We turn the world upside down. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, never eye closed here tonight.